this is why we have the best fans in the world. Welcome to Talk Direction, your weekly One Direction and Harry Styles podcast. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Lucia. And this is our 246th episode of Talk Direction. And it is a very exciting episode today because we are delving into the Grammys, which was something we've been anticipating for all our lives, pretty much. (laughs) Um, One Direction, anyone being at the Grammys, and of course, Harry was nominated this year and he performed. Um, And it did not disappoint. There were many fashion looks. There was an amazing performance. And all the Haler drama anyone could hope for. So <laughs> we're going to get into all of that today. Um, we wanted to remind everyone that we do have a Patreon, which is where you can uh, do a monthly subscription and get bonus content for us. So the biggest thing we have over there is called Talk Direction Down Low, which is kind of just a mini episode of Talk Direction. Um, so since I've been in med school, we've cut back to two episodes a month on the main podcast, but we still do four 30 to 60 minute episodes um, a month on our Patreon. So we talk about a whole bunch of stuff over there. That's patreon.com slash talk direction. Recently on talk direction down low, we have discussed the treat people with kindness music video, Olivia Wilde's post on Instagram talking about Harry and his acting on don't worry, darling. Uh, we talked about the old Harry and Harry's lover being cast for My Policeman, Harry's movie that he's going to be starring in, um, starting filming in April. We talked about Harry and Niall going for a nice little hike together, um, and we were debating whether or not we think it was a real hike or a real photo, or it just happened to be Harry and Niall lookalikes. Um, we talked about Zayn calling out the Grammys for racism and favoritism. Um, and then we've also discussed weird, funny things about our own lives, like our most embarrassing 1D moments, our silliest <laughs> 1D purchases that we now somewhat regret, <laughs> and any 1D related tattoos we'd want. So that's all over on our Patreon, patreon.com slash talk direction. Um, and we'll be having some fun upcoming episodes. Lucia, I know you're the one planning those. Do you know what they're going to be yet? Yes. Well, um, one of them uh, is I got this um, Harry Styles magazine um, and I read a little bit of it on our last TDDL, just kind of like flipping through it. And I realized at the back, there's actually like three pages of quizzing, like <gasps> Harry Styles quizzes. <laughs> yes. This so, is what we need. Yeah. So next episode, I'm going to quiz Caitlin and see, are you really a Harry Styles super fan? Oh my god. Oh my gosh. I'm stressed. You know what? I have so much to say, but I'll save it for that episode. I have lots of commentary on quiz magazine quizzes. Okay, I'm ready for that. Um, Anything else or shall we move on? Uh, Let's move on. Great. So we're diving right into the Grammys because this is a full episode topic in my mind. Um, The Grammys occurred on Sunday night, March 14th. Um, It was originally dated for January, but they ended up pushing it back due to COVID. Um, And it was definitely an altered type of Grammys show. Um, So typically they have a bunch of artists in like a big um, theater together and there's a host and there's people who present the awards on stage and lots of people are all, all together. But obviously that wasn't possible this year. Um, so Ben Winston, who was um, being, I guess, the creative director, I forget what his title was called, but he was like producing the show. Um, obviously, he's worked with One Direction for years. He was in charge of sort of altering the show to make it COVID friendly, and it ended up being um, hosted outside and musical performances happened 
but instead of just having one stage where different artists were rotating through, they had artists sort of in these little performance pods where there'd be like four artists who'd perform in a room um, and they sort of perform for each other rather than to an audience. And it actually ended up being super cool to see like Billie Eilish bopping along to Harry Styles or Harry Mm -hmm. singing along to Black Puma, like Pumas. It was really, it was quite unique the way it happened. Um, And we're going to get into that more. Um, But yeah, it, it was, it was a fun night. I watched it live. I know Lucia, you were catching up after the fact, right? You didn't watch it live. I did not watch it live. No, I was working when it was aired, but um, I was able to catch up on most of it. Um, my uh, sister-in-law has like a subscription to one of those TV platforms that was airing reruns of it. Oh, nice. Well, I'm glad you were able to catch up because it was it was pretty good. There was so many great performances this year. They definitely focused on the music a lot. It was pretty light in terms of the awards, which was really nice. I think hearing a lot of speeches all night long can be sort of a little tiring. There's a lot of secondhand embarrassment involved listening to people (laughs) give their speeches. Um, It seemed like there was more of a focus on just performances and gathering of artists and appreciating music, which I honestly feel like we all kind of need. Um, music has gotten a lot of us through this past year so um yeah I think that format was really nice did you uh like how it was done or did you sort of get it after the fact like seeing seeing clips and stuff yeah I really enjoyed it I thought it was like it was um definitely like very odd but almost like more enjoyable Mm -hmm. somehow because I feel like there was less, um, what is the word? I want to say, I'm having this phrase come to my mind that I actually have no idea if I'm actually saying it right in my head or if it's what it means. (laughs) The phrase is pomp and circumstance. (laughs) I, I, yes, I think that fits. I really do. Like fanfare. Like it wasn't like, oh, like, you know, like it, it was, it felt kind of genuine more right yeah because it was like like they the didn't actual have... artists there like celebrating each other's art yeah they didn't have a whole bunch of like presenters come up and do like little skits and stuff yes which i hate sometimes can be funny oh, but them. you usually they're offensive or yeah <laughs> annoying or they're not funny and like everyone's just kind of like this is awkward so there was none of that <laughs> which yeah. was good um, and mostly I just loved by... oh sorry what I was gonna say I, I loved when Harry was doing his performance that it, it felt like he was just performing for Billie Eilish like she was just right? getting yes. a <laughs> private concert <laughs> yes it really did um, and I'm pretty sure Harry's so the way Ben Winston talked about it in an article I'd read before the Grammys happened, some of the performances were recorded in advance and some of them were actually live. And mm-hmm. Ben Winston said um, that he's he's produced it in a way that you probably won't be able to tell what's live and what's not. And I believe Harry's was not actually live, but it did seem like it was live. Um So that's pretty cool. Um, I could be wrong, but that's what I've sort of, like, gathered. Um, Yeah, I I was seeing people debating that, like, whether or not it was live. Right. Like, I seem to have seen some people in his band watching the Grammys as it was happening, like, on Instagram. Right. So then it wouldn't make sense that it was live because they wouldn't be able to watch themselves if they were actually there. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah. So... One of my favorite think- things about the general atmosphere was that because it was so silent, um, it, it it had a very comical, like, um, especially for, like, the speech portions, um, but there was a very, like, comical element, element to it that kind of felt like those cuts that you see sometimes on YouTube of, like, um, television shows where the laugh track is gone, <laughs> like Friends, <laughs> yes. but, like, they removed the laugh track or, like, the audience track, so they'll be, like, they'll yes. say their punchline, it's just, like, dead silent. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, or like there's like quiet <laughs> laughter, but like yeah. not as much as an audience would usually give. Right, but that's kind of how it felt, just because it was like so like quiet and it was like outdoors. So I yeah. I appreciated that element. I don't yeah. think they I don't think it was intentionally comedic, but it was. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, Trevor Noah hosted. He is the host of the Daily Show. Um, but other than him, there weren't that many people that actually did sort of presenting figures. Mm-hmm. Um, what they did sort of instead of inviting famous people to present most of the awards. I mean, they did have some musicians present, um, but they also had um, people who work in the music industry specifically at like different venues. So they had someone who worked at a bar venue, like a music venue, someone who um, I don't know like manages another venue um they had people from the troubadour and they actually sort of went into why it's important to support music and to to support live shows and then they had those people present the awards which was kind of cool um yeah so it was a different format but it seems like people quite liked it rob sheffield wrote um about it on rolling stones about like why he loved the format so much um but yeah, let's get into Harry's part of the show. So he was nominated for music video for Adore You, pop vocal album, and pop solo performance. Um, mu- the best music video was not aired live. It was aired earlier in the day. A lot of the awards are not aired live. Um, and in this year, even fewer were, were. Like, most of them were just aired beforehand. Um, and he lost for music video. Um, and then he won for pop solo performance for Watermelon Sugar. Um, and he lost for pop vocal album, but I was just surprised in general, um, (laughs) that he won. Like I had all my hopes for solo, so (laughs) I felt very excited. Yeah. Do you, I forget who won music video? Um, Beyonce did for, I forget what it's called. Um, but yeah, she won. Um, and then pop vocal albums, Dua Lipa won that one, which makes sense, mm-hmm. um, for future nostalgia. Um, so yeah, Harry's the first member of 1D to be nominated for a Grammy and to win. Um, and yeah, we're just going to step by step go through everything and I thought we could start with his outfits because those were iconic. And there were three of them. Um, the first one that we saw was the performance outfit because Harry opened the show. He opened the Grammys with a performance. Um, and he wore a leather suit, no shirt, with a long green <laughs> feather boa. <laughs> And what a look this was. Mm-hmm. I mean, absolutely iconic. What are your thoughts on this uh, leather suit, no shirt, green boa combination? I just, I love it so much. It's like, it's so perfect. Um, <clears throat> I love the boa. I used to have a ton of boas in my earlier years. So I'm very fond of them. Um I definitely get very strong, like, uh, John Travolta Saturday Night Fever vibes (laughs) from this look and his dancing. Yeah. Um, And I love that he's, like, shirtless under it. And I just, yeah, it's perfect. I also saw people talking about how when he went to his X Factor audition, he wore that green scarf. Yes. And, like, is this some kind of homage to that? Because now he's at the Grammys. (laughs) I mean, this boa and this look has caused so many different amazing memes and (laughs) funny things in the fandom, which I just love so much. Yeah. And I've seen like a lot of people who previously who are still somehow there are still people who are not who are not on board the Harry train yet. But this performance, Mm. I've seen several people be like, oh, wait, (laughs) oh wait harry yeah yeah because the grammys are huge like that's such a big deal right my my sister-in-law like knows that um like she knows i do this pod she knows i do this podcast um and all that and um she had watched the grammys and she like hadn't really gotten into harry before and she was like 
he's actually like really cute <laughs> he's actually really good <laughs> i was like i know and she's like yeah i like, no never really cared about him before but like <laughs> now i'm like kind of into it i'm like yeah <laughs> wow wow yup let's bring all the people over onto our side where we're yeah. at His where dancing. we've been for the last 10 years <laughs> um so he's wearing it's a custom gucci suit too um i didn't mention that um but this was the first of three outfits actually of the night he had um the sort of red carpet look was a pair of brown it looks sort of like velvet flare pants with a tweed cropped yellow jacket and a little vest underneath no shirt again under the vest lots of chest hair uh, visible and he's got a lilac uh boa on for the red carpet look and some yellow or white shoes i can't tell from that picture mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that one is another fun one. I've seen people comparing this look to Clueless. <laughs> um, yeah. And then <laughs> his uh, third look was sort of another take on it with an orange jacket, a um, white shirt underneath, and some tweed pants and a black boa. So he had a black boa, a green boa, and a purple boa. Um, in all his different looks, and it was just wow. Do you have thoughts on the other two looks, Lucia? Um, I'm not into the the lilac boa outfit. Like that was the first what look I oh saw, and I was like, no. <laughs> that is so offensive to me. I I know. I get it. He's like springtime. It. It's like it's like hallelujah. It looks like Easter. Okay. <laughs> I like I get it I get it you know it's just not for me that's how okay. I feel about it okay <laughs> I like the elements of the look but I don't like them together like I love the purple sure. boa I love these pants I love this jacket but together mm-hmm. with that I don't there's something about it that's off for me um but okay. I love the I love, I love the last one the orange I really uh-huh. am into because I love the I love the shade of orange a lot and I love it paired with white um, and he had and a um, like a tweed masked to go with it too, um, which was cute. Yeah, the with all his mask. looks, he had that. Yeah. I wonder if there was a leather mask that he also had that we just oh, didn't God. see because I would like to see that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Harry, stylist Harry Lambert, and Alessandro Michelle of Gucci spoke to Vogue about Harry's Grammy outfits. Um, and sort of how they came together. And you can read the article um, on Vogue. But I've pulled out a couple quotes that we can just um, consider and talk about. Uh, they're all from Harry Lambert, who said, um, We think about what we can do to challenge people's expectations and keep people interested. Everything always has to feel very hairy, but also unique to the occasion. This is Harry's first Grammys. And so we wanted to do something that felt British and eccentric. A little bit rock and roll and a little bit camp. I hope we did this with the mix of tweed and the boa, which is Britishness, rock and roll, and camp all rolled into one. Though they wanted to... uh, Oh, this might just be from Vogue. Though they wanted Mm -hmm. to avoid rehashing the familiar... The cut... The familiar... The cut of Styles' suit served to connect his pre-show moment to his performance. Um, And then, quote, It was also important to us that the silhouette for the stage was the same as the red carpet but the actual looks felt polar opposite one being patterned and vibrant and the other being more slick and sexy so that's like the tweed jacket with the purple boa versus the black leather outfit with the green boa Mm -hmm. um and then harry lambert continued i think people could assume that as he is performing his single watermelon sugar his look would reflect the music video. We wanted to twist that on its head and go for something darker, sexier, and more unexpected. Love that. Um, so these are kind of things we've heard from Harry Lambert before, where um, when Harry was the host of the Met Gala last year, or was it 2019? Um, no yeah, 2019, that. he hosted the Met Gala. They talked about wanting to do something that was unexpected for Harry. So, like, you know, everyone thought he might go big and bold, and they decided to do sort of, like, a lace, more reserved outfit. Obviously, it was still dramatic mm-hmm. um, and amazing, but they've sort of 
I think one of the things they like to do with Harry is to try to keep people guessing and keep people like making it feel unexpected. And another thing I've noticed with Harry Lambert is the British themes of trying to sort of, um, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Like represent or nod to, um, just sort of British culture. Mm-hmm. Um, because obviously Harry's British, um, and add some flair to it. And I think they really did nail that. And I mean, I wasn't expecting the leather look <laughs> with the boa no. um, at all, but it, it still feels perfectly Harry, which is the best part of it. Mm-hmm. Do you have thoughts on anything I just read? I mean, it's just, um, I think the, the, the look, the leather outfit with this song, it just works so well because yeah. the arrangement of the song, which I'm sure we'll get into, um, is it's like the, it just like elevated the song so much. It, it It's just so perfect. But I feel like this outfit matches the arrangement so perfectly. Like it all just works very well together. It's, it's it very cohesive. Yeah, I totally agree. And, and the fact that too, um, everyone also on stage with Harry during the performance was also in black leather, yes. um, including a very pregnant Sarah Jones. Yes. Um, <laughs> it was in pregnant and leather pregnant, playing the drums. <laughs> yep. With leather and long leather gloves, like killing it on the drums. So mm-hmm. um, yeah. And there's different photos. If you go look at like Gucci or like, you know, when you go, um, to the original photo and then like see who they've tagged and then go to theirs and see who they've tagged and yeah. then, like you know you play Instagram tag mm-hmm. um, there's a whole bunch of photos of Harry and the different band members that were on stage Mitch had these like leather puffy sleeves um, yeah just you can see some of the outfits that everyone else was wearing and they all look super slick like yeah. really cool um, yeah so really amazing how it all came together with these looks mm-hmm. um and then also i have a picture these all these pictures everything i'm describing is on our patreon we post the google doc that we use for the shows so if you want any of the pictures or gifts i put like 20 pages of gifts in this <laughs> document <laughs> definitely go to our patreon to check them out um but harry's wearing um a lot of his regular rings all over his hands he loves a lot of chunky rings he's got his lion his H and S, his red, gold, chunker one, <laughs> um, and a whole bunch of other ones um, in in perfect Harry fashion. So yeah, that's all I had about the looks, but I'm sure they'll keep coming up as we get into the performance um, because it's kind of all tied in and it's hard to parse them apart um, when mm-hmm. fashion is so sort of near and dear to, to Harry's music. Yeah. So as we know, Harry was in a pod with Billie Eilish, Black Pumas, and Haim, and he performed Watermelon Sugar, which opened the show. So that was super exciting that he got to be the opener to the Grammys. And oh my God, what what a freaking opening it was. It was just, <laughs> it was just iconic. And there's so many things to talk about, but I want to get your first reaction to this. My first reaction, I mean, I just, I loved it so much. I like everything about it. Um, it just, it, like, the arrangement took me by surprise so much. Um, mm-hmm. Like, when the song started, because obviously we've heard the song a bunch, but this arrangement is so, I mean, it's not so different, but it's it's definitely different. Um, I just wasn't expecting it. And then, like, the fact that Harry had, like, a choreographed dance bit and <laughs> that just, was like, the <laughs> best thing that has come out of this i yeah i just i love it <laughs> and like um Devonte hayes or blood orange um like on bass and he's one who like did i think he's the one who did the arrangement of this version yeah or at least part of it um and the horns and the outfits and it just it was so smooth and I just yeah I mean it was literally perfect like I loved everything about it yeah it it was amazing and one of the things that I loved about it so much is that it like it's it's like the same song but but different because and kind of how they talked about 
um, how Alessandra was talking about, like, fashion-wise. Or, wait, was Alessandra talking about this? I don't remember. But, like, the Watermelon Sugar music video and kind of the more more earlier performances of it, it was very, like, bright and colorful. And they're, like, mm-hmm. at the beach and it's, like, very silly and fun. Um, and, like, fruit. <laughs> yeah. And then this performance was, like, dark and sexy and funky and, yeah. like, smooth and jazzy and, like, I just, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was Harry Lambert who was saying that about, like, right, wanting right, right. to shock us with, like, it not being in accordance to the music video. Yeah. Um, and it's one of those songs that, like, like we've talked about it lyrically, like, being quite a sexy song. But then when you're, like, the way that they've kind of, um, like, the music video and, like, other performances of it, it's, like, very, like, lighthearted. But then mm-hmm. this this version is almost, like, more aligned with the lyrical content (laughs) yeah yeah I definitely feel that um yeah I was just blown away I was shocked at first that it was this song because I had assumed he would do watermelon sugar because typically I think artists do like the biggest song that they had that year Mm -hmm. um but then there was this thing going around that said Harry was doing golden so I was like why is he doing golden that seems odd to me right (laughs) um but then he was doing watermelon sugar so I was like all thrown around but I was like okay yes okay watermelon sugar yes that makes sense um and yeah the choreography like clearly he's had some dance lessons there was definitely a choreographer who was um like choreographing the dance moves that Harry did with the backup singers um but I honestly think like in general Harry's dancing has like gone up a notch like it for sure pretty damn good um And so Harry had part of his usual band with him. We had Sarah Jones on drums. She's been with Harry for like the past five years as a solo artist when Harry's been a solo artist. We had Mitch Roland on guitar. Again, he's been touring with Harry for a number of years. Um, And we had Nye as well um, in on stage and... Nye has recently started working with Harry, but hasn't toured yet because tour got canceled, um, but ha- but joined Harry for a whole um, different live shows that Harry had done, um, like Tiny Desk Concert and such. Um, notably absent were Adam and Charlotte, who are Harry's bass player and pianist slash, I think she does um, a couple other things. Um, but I'm assuming they weren't there due to COVID. Um, yeah. Um, but he was joined by a sax player, a trumpet. I was seeing, think there may have been a trombone. Um, I couldn't find who um, were playing all those instruments. But he did have the backup singers, India Sean and Slick James, both of whom performed with Harry at the Jingle Ball. Um, which was cool. So we got to see them before. And honestly, I feel like stylistically, um, this performance reminded me of Jingle Ball, like mm. their outfits, sort of the sort of vibe that they were going for. It seemed similar um, yeah. to sort of what we saw for Jingle Ball. Um, and then he was joined by a bassist, Dev Hines, um, who actually directed and wrote arrangements for this version of Watermelon Sugar. And he played the bass. Um, he's also known as Blood Orange. That's the stage name that he uses. Um, he's an English singer-songwriter. Um, and he's, like, performed with a ton of famous people, including, like, FKA Twigs, Haim, Florence and the Machine, ASAP Rocky, Mac Miller, um, Jasmine Sullivan. So a whole bunch of people. Um, and I wanted to read Molly Jane, who is the creative director of this, and she's the creative director for a lot of things that Harry does. Um, She posted on Instagram a note about the performance. Actually, Lucia, do you want to read it? Um, Sure. It starts with, like, last night's Grammys. Yeah. Last night's Grammys was so sweet and on so many levels. Wait, no? Last night's Grammys was so sweet on so many levels. Um, Dev Hines made the sick slap bass arrangement of Watermelon Sugar for the Grammys opener and was gracious enough to perform with my dad's bass that he left me when he passed away. Cherry Bomb. I'm guessing that's the bass's name. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Something my dad, George Hawkins Jr., would have loved. The beautiful, extremely pregnant drummer, Sarah Jones, smashed this performance as she has every Harry performance, save one single show. 
Mitch Rowland, who co-wrote Watermelon Sugar <clears throat> and co-created the Jones Baby, <laughs> won a fucking Grammy. Nye on Keys and BV's always brings the spirit. Wonderful Elena and India joined on BV's and Choreo, along with Spencer and Josh on Horns, bringing to life that sexy horn line and middle eight. It's such a pleasure to be able to collaborate with the wonderful joy that is Harry Lambert and the ceaselessly patient Baz Halperin. There couldn't be a more wonderful group of people than the diligent, creative, and bold full-stop management crew. And of course, the one and only Harry Styles never ceases to inspire. I don't know how he does it, but he sure makes it look easy. Thank you, too, to Dottie and Candace, and to Ben Winston and his incredible team at Fullwell, who helped us do whatever the fuck we wanted. Thanks, mate. Yay. So she just mentioned a whole bunch of the people. Um, she didn't include last names. <laughs> so yeah. It's hard to look people up from that. <laughs> but um, crediting a lot of the people who worked on this. It's amazing just to think like, you know, you just think, oh, Harry's the star. But like, there's so many people who go into just one per- like one live performance, like a creative director, someone who's doing the arrangement because it's yeah. not the same, like all this stuff. Um, right. Obviously, he had a ton of musicians on with him. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so there's just a lot of people who went into this performance, and um, they killed it. Like, it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, what should we, how should we, like, go through some of these gifts I've included? <laughs> I mean, Harry with the, the freaking boa. the second one right now. <laughs> I know. So, so Harry had the boa, and he was dancing with it, and at one point, like, it sort of slipped off his shoulder and was just hanging around his neck and then he decides to like take it off now i don't know if this was planned or not planned it looked like it could have been planned i'm sure it was planned he yeah it almost looks like he's doing a burlesque number with it (laughs) it does he like whips it off um and there's an, an amazing photo someone caught like right as like the the bow is flying and harry's like mouth open dancing along to the music um that's like going around and it's just incredible um and this is when harry uh iconically moves over to the backup singers gets between them and they do this like little snap hip shake dance situation um and oh they look perfectly in sync like they're all so into it they look incredible um both of Mm -hmm. the singers are wearing like these black dresses with uh like a little feather sort of tutu thing coming out with black yes. leather boots on like they just so look big. fabulous um and then harry does this like little body roll to like scoot away from them back to the mic yeah <laughs> this is my favorite part for sure it's so smooth it is like oh just incredible <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure the um, choreographer that Harry worked on for the Treat People Kindness, I'm forgetting his name right this second, but I think he had posted about, like, working with Harry again or something mm. like this. So I think he was part of the choreographing of this whole thing. But it, yeah. it was – and as soon as Harry goes away, all three of them start, like, freestyle dancing, but in a way that's so – like, it's all, like, the same type of freestyle dancing. It's mm-hmm. so coordinated. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Do you have thoughts on on this? Um, I don't think I have um, additional thoughts. This is what, like, I think the outfit plus these dance moves is what makes me think of, like, Saturday Night Fever, like John Travolta mm. energy. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, but, yeah, I love that. I love that he's, like, I just love that there is a choreographed dance in, like, it's more i mean it's not serious because it's all all, obviously there's like a a lot of goofiness in it but it's not like meant to be silly like the treat people with kindness one um so i love i just i love this evolution for harry and i can't wait to see where it goes like dance wise same yeah i i hope he keeps keeps including it because he's a freaking great dancer like i have high (laughs) standards for dancing because i've danced my whole life Mm -hmm. but my god he really he's just got it he's really got it (laughs) like i love it and it the style fits sort of what he already does naturally when he's on stage so it just feels like an extension of that which is great yeah and i think just the whole energy of this performance was just so like 
infectious. And I mean, mm. that's pretty standard for Harry, but um, like several times you could see him like smiling, like interacting with the other people on stage with him during the performance yeah. and like maybe people in the, od- in the audience, like whoever was actually here <laughs> when it was happening. Yeah. Um, but just like the energy of the stage, like you can tell like everyone is like vibing with each other and yeah. like having a good time and they're all like very connected and they're all very in sync and it just like it created like such like a smooth like flawless performance because they're all just like vibing yes they really are like it looks like they're just having the time of their lives up there mm-hmm. I just love it yeah and um, it, there's, also... there's like a, a casualness to it I think because mm-hmm. of that I think because of the fact that they're all having such a good time, like, it's obviously, like, they're all extremely talented and it's very well done, but it almost feels like you're at, like, a like a, a club or, like, a, a lounge or something, like, watching this happen as opposed to, like, the <laughs> yes. Grammys, you know? Right. Yeah, it totally does feel like that. Um, then I've included a gif here of Harry after the performance and, like, his, he's all sweaty. I can't imagine being in a leather jacket and actually like, like how sweaty would you be? Like under all those oh, lights, like I would be dying. Wasn't there yeah. some quote from him that that said like he would never perform in leather because of that reason? Oh, I don't know. I bet there was. I feel like I saw people talking about right. that. <laughs> Probably, but it's a um, one. T- it's one song. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, yeah, I also have little gifts of Harry, like, bopping along to some of the other musicians and, like, also Billie Eilish bopping along to Harry. So yeah. it was all good. <laughs> there's there's so many good things that came out of that sort of pod. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Sarah Jones actually also posted on Twitter a picture of her and Mitch Rowland and her in her pregnant belly. Um, and she captioned it, hey, baby, with, like, a sort of smirk face so that was the confirmation that she is pregnant um imagine yeah, being that. born and your mom is like the drummer in harry styles band i, I can't and like perform at the grammys what a blessed child yeah um did you want to talk more about the musical arrangement or do you feel like you've said what you wanted to say um <clears throat> i guess um i guess i have a couple wrap up thoughts just I think um I think it's it's um like I was trying to look back because I can't remember when we talked about it but I know when we talked about this song before maybe it was in the song discussion or in the um like the original album review um but I remember like when I first heard this song it just sounded so different because it has like these like very strong like funk elements to it and like Mm. jazz elements to it which are very different from Harry um, from what he had done before, because he was kind of very much in that, like, rock and roll space before. Um, yeah. And I think one of the things we talked about was how, like, we want him to get more black musicians and producers and, mm-hmm. um, like, collaborators on board if he's going to be doing this type of music. Um, and he's done exactly that. Like, he got this, um, like, Devontae Hayes to, Hines to um, do the arrangement for this song. Is his full name Devante? Because I only saw Dev everywhere. It is. <laughs> I'm not super okay. familiar with him, but I looked him up a little bit after this performance because okay. I was very intrigued. Um, yeah. And it looks like, yeah, he is Devante Hines, but he goes goes by Dev Hines and gotcha. Blood Orange is his stage name so or his, you know, artist name. Yeah. Um, I'm not familiar with, enough with him to know which name, like, people usually call him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, he did just that. He, you know, obviously he's on stage. There's a bunch of black musicians with him. And, um, and I think it like, it just goes to show like partially like why that's so important because hearing this Mm -hmm. arrangement of this song feels like this is what this song's supposed to sound like. Like this is what this song is supposed to be. And getting a black musician on board to actually arrange it is like the way that it was able to like find how it was actually supposed to sound do you know what Mm. I mean yeah totally and I love the studio version too like I don't think that there's anything wrong with the original version but just hearing this it's like oh yeah (laughs) this is how it's supposed to sound because I think that's like that this is kind of the sound they were going for when they were writing it but if it was a bunch Mm -hmm. of white dudes writing it and so then you have someone who's like more um like this guy has done like classical compositions um but then you get that you know, 
that other that just like extra you know yeah I'm trying to think of the word (laughs) no I totally get it and I think that's yeah we've been saying it for a really long time that if Harry's going to support things like Black Lives Matter he needs to do it in his music career as well and like demonstrate that and I definitely feel like that's that is what's happening and like what it's not it's not just like for nothing like what a freaking beautiful thing that's come out of it exactly and I hope that he carries that on into like maybe next album sort of diversifying who he works with Mm -hmm. and also on tour obviously tour has been canceled but imagine this group of artists coming on tour with Harry and him expanding who he brings because Mm -hmm. I would love to see these backup singers with Harry and I would love to see him with you know trumpets and saxophone like yeah we've been asking for horn sections for so long we really have great opportunity (laughs) yeah seriously um to to have them on tour with him like it's just going to give such a different vibe um Mm -hmm. and and I really wish they had done a studio version and like featuring Dev Hines and had this sort of bass solo that he does in it um and like put out this really cool version I feel like if they were if they did do that they would have dropped it that night or something so I don't right. I don't feel like it's gonna come come out but that would but have maybe, been a really smart move maybe they will now with the response yeah let's maybe. let's cross our fingers because that would be <laughs> awesome but yeah like you said it's not just for show it's not just like oh great he's got like black musicians playing with him that's like good we can check it yeah. off the list it's like you can see why it's so important because this song mm-hmm. is just like elevated like right the the horns on this the bass solo it's just like yeah. this version it's so smooth and sexy and it's just like um i'm just so glad we got to hear the, this version of this song yeah same it's amazing I'm going to have to make an MP3 of it, even if we For don't get sure. a studio I like, quality. Yeah, I just could not stop listening to it. I just kept playing it over and over again. There's just so many little, like, the the intro. Normally, the, the intro has that, um, like, kind of funky guitar, which, I mean, I love the intro of the, the, the studio version of this song. But the intro for this performance, it was, like, um, it had, like, a swell almost to it, mm. like, with the horns. Um, and it just, like, it made it so much more, like... I don't know. I just, I love how they changed up the intro. And yeah, I guess I could t- talk about the arrangement for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I really loved yeah. it. Yeah. And, and what a visual gift it was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, I can't. There's just too many feelings with all of this. Everyone looks too damn good. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's move on to Harry's speech in his win so as i said before he won for best pop solo performance and he was competing against yummy by justin bieber say so um, by doja cat everything i wanted by billy eilish don't start now dua lipa in cardigan taylor swift um and harry won with watermelon sugar which was so freaking exciting um he honestly looked totally shocked that he won yeah <laughs> and I was shocked I was like what what um yeah he he was just like <laughs> and when he when he gave his speech it was like he couldn't it felt like he couldn't believe that he was actually up there is that what you thought too yeah he definitely looked like that well because after he gave his speech he walked off the stage without the Grammy <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and they kind of yeah. cut it so you couldn't really tell that that had happened <laughs> yeah but it did yeah yeah he like and he was like looking down a lot like he looked yeah. like he was like you know he wasn't like Woo-hoo, yeah. like he was right. like what what's happening um and it's, I imagine like your first Grammys it's like overwhelming and then you freaking win when you weren't expecting it just yeah 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 I mean it's it's hard it's always hard with the um with these kinds of things because I don't follow like I'm not enough in in like the mainstream music world to like know like numbers wise like what's actually yeah. doing better but I was really shocked that Doja Cat didn't win because Say So mm. I feel like was everywhere for like so yeah. long and also that song is just like so there are so many things about like that that song that were very um I don't know I feel like Grammy um worthy but I don't yeah. know like maybe Watermelon Sugar is like actually been way more popular than I've realized because I'm 
in the Harry Styles yeah, fandom. I don't, <laughs> I don't know about like radio play, but I do know Watermelon Sugar was on the radio a ton in one of like the biggest radio right. songs this year. I don't know how the other ones compare though. It's so funny because I don't um, listen I, to the radio. Like I just would have never even know, know right. that. Yeah, I don't also I know we read some of the stats about biggest on pop radio was like adore you and watermelon sugar at one point right um and then just recently because i've been driving around in my friend's car she listens to the radio and that's where i've been (laughs) hearing Mm. it so often which has been really (laughs) exciting to sort of experience because you're like ah i know him (laughs) like i feel like i i'm like that that is someone i was in in on the ground floor you know right (laughs) um yeah so when he won he was he was totally shocked. He had invited Jeff, his manager and best friend, um, to be the person who came with him to the Grammys. And um, he gave him a big hug and kiss when he won, which was really cute. Um, Jeff was in an all, like, forest green suit. Um, Love this he looked, color. Yeah, me too. It looks great with Harry's little outfit. I feel mm. like they look great together. Um, and then Harry's speech, part of it was cut out because he swore. <laughs> um, so like they, because some, if someone swears, like they'll cut out a big chunk cause they can't oh. like pinpoint when it's, when it's live, like a big chunk will get cut or like a sentence will get cut cause they're not pinpointing exactly like the swear word. Right. Um, but we have the speech if you want to read it. I um, saw the full the one. I saw where he, where he swore. But that oh, must have good. been because I rewatched it. Yeah, I wasn't watching I'm glad it live. you got the full effect. Okay, Harry's speech. To everyone who made this record with me, thank you so much. This was the first song we wrote after my after my album came out, during a day off in Nashville. I just want to say thanks to Tom, Tyler, and Mitch, and everyone, Rob Stringer, everyone at Columbia, my manager Jeffrey, who always nudged me to be better and never pushed me, and thank you so much. And I feel very grateful to be here. All these songs are fucking massive, so thank you so much. I feel very honored to be among you, so thank you so much. <laughs> I feel like he definitely yeah, was it not was a, planning to win. No. <laughs> this was a speech that was pulled out of his ass, I feel. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think he'd prepared for it. Um, maybe he did, and his mind went blank. Yeah. <laughs> because that would happen to me, too. Seriously, uh, but it was cute. Uh, and then later on, uh, in the press room after people win, they go to like a press room. This year it was virtual, um, and they sort of he gave like another sort of thank you speech. Do you want to read that one as well? Sure. Just want to say thank you to Grammys and everyone involved. And I feel incredibly lucky to work in music and make music as my job every day. And this is an incredibly sweet icing on the cake of what I get to do every day. So thank you so much. I want to thank my fans for giving me an environment to make the music I want to make and supporting me along the way of the last 10 years and everyone who made this record with me and my label and my managers and everyone who supports me, everything, all of it. I feel very, very lucky tonight. <laughs> thank you. Um, what hit me most about this one was him saying, I want to thank fans for giving me an environment to make the music I want to make, Yeah, which I feel like is sort of a take on a statement he's made before mm-hmm. about like, fans being really open and accepting to him you know yeah. like finding the music he wants to do sort of the style he wants to make mm-hmm. um just like allowing him to express himself without judgment mm-hmm. I feel like that comes up a lot when Harry's thanking fans and like to me I'm just like well of course like we'll take whatever you give us <laughs> but like yeah. it means something to him you know like in his mind it's not guaranteed it wasn't guaranteed that he would be successful or that people would be receptive to his music. Right. Um, so, yeah. Um, do you have anything to add about those? Um, no, I don't think so. I just think they're both very cute. Me too. Um, okay, now I have a section for other encounters <laughs> because <laughs> we would, we would, it would be wrong of us not to mention these two. Uh, <laughs> I firstly have the Haler moments of the night um so harry and taylor were both up against each other for the pop solo performance um and harry won that obviously with watermelon sugar beat out cardigan um but there's great photos going around where 
Taylor is the first person on her toes, on her feet, <laughs> clapping for Harry as he won. Like, everyone's seated, and then, like, there's Taylor up and clapping. Yeah. Um, so that was a beautiful thing. I mean, I think I mean, we've seen photos of them together since, I mean, they were they were together, like, in a relationship, like, years and years ago now. So it's yeah. been a really, really long time. And they've obviously seen each other since. So I feel like they have a good friendship um, or, like, supportive, supportive, like, whatever yeah um so I could I felt like it was so genuine like I I Mm -hmm. you know seeing someone that you used to date like I feel like of course you'd feel super proud for them this was his first Grammy you know yeah yeah definitely um yeah it makes sense and then there's footage too that someone captured of Harry and Taylor talking with each other later on in the evening and yeah it definitely seems like they know each other because at one point Jeff's blowing kisses to Taylor and she blows kisses back to him (laughs) so I'm like if Taylor knows Harry's manager Jeff obviously he's like someone in the industry himself right and maybe she knows him outside but like clearly they all have a friendship um and yeah there's been a lot of memes to come out of this (laughs) Um, mm-hmm. about this interaction but I love it it's all great Um. also I wanted to talk about Taylor's dress because I really really loved it it's like yes. this gorgeous Um. it looks like it's like a sheer fabric but they covered it all with like these gorgeous fake flowers Um. and she's just like covered she looks like a garden or something and her mask was the same like covered in flowers and her hair is sort of braided back in like I don't know, milkmaid style, if you will. <laughs> um, yeah, I just loved her whole look. It was fabulous. Yeah, I love the hair and I love the kind of bell sleeves on the dress. Yes, yeah. Um, and she's got these like really high pink shoes on that have little like ribbons that almost look like ballet shoe ribbons. Mm-hmm. I mean, not real ballet shoe ribbons because that's not how you would wear your point shoes, but um, aesthetically similar. Yes. Um, and then the other one I wanted to talk about was Harry and Lizzo. Yes. Um, they have had a friendship for a couple years now, um, and it seems like a beautiful thing. She covered his song. He covered her song. They sang together at the, I don't was it Coca-Cola NFL, yeah. some performance, something related to NFL. Um, We don't like talking about that bit. (laughs) (laughs) But they performed together. I'm still Um, sad that they're not dating. (laughs) Yeah, right? Or that they haven't freaking collabed. I was talking to Kara about this. She's like, when's the collab coming? And I was like, collab album. And she's like, yep, manifest big. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So... Yeah, maybe, maybe we'll get a collab at some point. I mean, that would just be the coolest damn thing. We need it. I um, love how they're matching. Like, because yes! Lizzo is wearing the same, like, lavender. Well, it's not the same shade, but she's wearing lavender, and Harry has a lavender scarf. Yeah, and in one of the pictures, like, he or she wrapped the scarf around Lizzo as well. Yeah. <laughs> so they're, like, both so tied cute. up in, like, this boa together. <laughs> They just seem to have the cutest friendship. I love it. Um, I also love her giant hair clips in her hair. They're so I'm cool. obsessed with the hair clips. Yeah. She presented um, Best New Artist and she swore on stage and it was really funny because they weren't able to bleep it out in time, I guess. Oh, really? <laughs> so it went. Yeah, it went through. Um, and she was like, oopsies. Um, yeah. Um... Yeah. And then finally, Harry did tweet about the Grammys after he won. And in typical Harry style, uh, not Harry Styles, but Harry style, (laughs) he said Grammys comma March 2021 period. And he included a photo of um, him, Dev and Mitch all in their black leather outfits and his green boa. And it looked pretty damn good. Yeah, um, I love this photo. And that had 1.1 million likes at the time that I posted this. It's probably got more Damn. now. <laughs> but the Harry power is unreal. This photo looks like an album cover. It does. Why Why are they not doing an album together, these three? They <laughs> should. <laughs> they should. They should at least do a single. Like, honestly, put the single out. That, that yeah. would be enough for me. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, pretty great stuff. I mean, the whole night was amazing. I loved so many of the performances. Heim killed it. Like, loved seeing those three rock out together. Um, I hadn't listened to Black Pumas before, but now I've been listening to them, their album since the Grammys, and it is unreal. Really? Um, yeah, so cool. That's actually my recommendation, so I'll say more then. Oh, great. <laughs> in two minutes. <laughs> um, <laughs> um yeah, who else performed? Did you watch anything else? Other performances? Um, No, I didn't. Well, you need to go because there were so many great ones. Um, Dua Lipa gave like a whole orchestrated choreography, outfit change, masterpiece. Mm. Um, who else performed? Uh, Cardi B and uh what's her name megan the stallion performed oh i saw that was a pretty yeah that was pretty hot Mm -hmm. um yeah they were they were so good um who else performed i don't know it was just there was a lot of great performances that night and i loved how they did it with everyone watching each other that just felt really special oh taylor swift performed um hers was great too she did three different songs sort of like a combination um, transitioning from one song to the next which a number of artists did mm-hmm. um yeah so it was really cool it was like a great night of celebrating music um and yeah i hope somehow we get we get an actual version of harry's song because that was awesome yeah um do you have anything else to add about the grammys i don't think so All right, for our Black Lives Matter segment, I wanted to recommend people follow Brandon Kyle Goodman on Instagram at um, Brandon, I think I spelled it wrong on this page, (laughs) Brandon K. Good. Um, And he's a writer for Big Mouth, an actor, and he hosts the podcast Black Folks. Um, And he describes it as a podcast committed to amplifying Black stories and experiences. Um, And he has different guests on, um, and they just talk about sort of relevant issues. I haven't listened to podcasts yet, but I did, um, I've like seen a lot of clips on his Instagram because that's actually like just a great place if you don't have time to listen to a full podcast. He puts a lot of different clips about some of the important issues that they talk about um, on his Instagram. And they're really helpful things to um, repost as well. That's where I first... um, saw him someone had repost a conversation that he was having um yeah like they go into things about calling like white people calling themselves an ally um he talked sort of in depth about if someone calls you out for racism to like how you should react as a like a white person being called out which I think is super important to talk about because I don't think um I think we focus a lot on how to call other people out for racism but we don't focus enough on what your reaction should be if you do something racist um yeah that was really important he talked a lot about like waiting before reacting checking yourself and like going okay what did I hear and what did they say and sort of like Mm -hmm. not reacting to like what your gut feeling is but like really taking in what the person who called you out for racism actually said um yeah, so just a lot of really important things, and it's, like, done in such an understandable, digestible way, um, and he's really funny, too, so I recommend you go follow him. Um, recommendations, as I said earlier, mine is to go listen to the Black Pumas self-titled album. Um, they're sort of, I guess it's Wikipedia called it Psychedelic Soul, mm. um, but I had never heard of them, but they performed one of the lead singles colors on the Grammys and it was like one of those songs that you just hear one time and you love it immediately and I was like okay like I know they're gonna be like my next favorite band um so (laughs) like some music doesn't do that to you like it doesn't hit you in that way and like you it grows on you which is also a great way to like love music like Casey Musgraves it totally grew on me and now she's like one of my favorite artists but this was definitely something I heard right off the bat and I was like yep love it perfect like let's go dive in um Mm. I love their cover they do a cover on sort of the extended version of the album of Fast Car which was originally written and recorded by Tracy Chapman 
um so cool sort of like a slow down version of it um interesting yeah just a really great album so i definitely recommend uh and lucia what do you recommend this week um i have kind of a lame recommendation but um whatever it's covid i don't really care (laughs) my recommendation is a drink at starbucks okay yes it is (laughs) i don't know why i'm getting so defensive <laughs> I'm drinking a drink from Starbucks right now. So okay, like Starbucks is isn't great. Should we all be going to Starbucks? No, but you know what? There's only so much we can do. Yes. Um. Okay. So Starbucks started carrying oat milk, and I'm vegan, so and I love oat milk, and they have this drink, and it's called a what is it called? A brown sugar shaken espresso. That and is you can what get I'm it. drinking currently. Are you serious? Yep. <laughs> I got it once, and now every time I've probably gotten it six times now. Seven, it is maybe. so good. Yeah. But here is my trick. Okay. Okay. So instead of ordering the like oat milk, brown sugar, shaken espresso, which is expensive, you order a shaken espresso, regular, with blonde mm-hmm. espresso. And then if you want to make it vegan, you get no 2% milk and get an, a splash of oat milk. And then you get four pump, pumps of brown sugar syrup and no classic syrup. And then it's like literally $3 cheaper or something like that. Are you like serious? That. It's okay, significantly wait, you're cheaper. You're going to need to text me exactly that recipe so I can do that because I will. I'm obsessed with this drink. And I get it without the cinnamon because I don't really like the cinnamon. But Okay. Um, but yeah, it's it's significantly cheaper if you order it that that way than the way. So it had is. Starbucks not had oat milk before? Is that recent? Yeah, it's 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 new. It, they started rolling it out like a month or so ago, but it's taken wow. time to like get to all the locations. For here, at least, like where I live, it's been around for like a couple weeks. Yeah, yeah, that's so cool. Awesome! I didn't know it was new, but yeah, I love oat milk. I feel like yeah. it. I want to now also try just a regular espresso mm-hmm. with oat milk and see how that tastes because I think like I like the regular espresso, like iced espresso, mm-hmm. um, with milk. But I'm curious because um, I think some people think it's a little bit chemically, and I I do somewhat agree. I can handle pretty chemically co- tasting coffee, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> um, I'm curious if the oat milk. We'll fix that because I don't find the brown mm. sugar espresso chemically at all. But that also might be because there's like a lot of pumps of sugar in it. So I don't know. Yeah, I tend to not like Starbucks coffee, like the actual coffee and like espresso. I don't find to be mm-hmm. very good. But um, at, like when you get the sugary drinks, the sugar kind of cancels out the, <laughs> the coffee. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So. Um, all right. Great recommendation. I highly agree with you. Um. <laughs> All right, everyone, let us know what you thought of today's episode, what you thought of Harry's Grammy performance, all the different boa colors, um, boa colors. Yeah, I said that right, right? Yes. Um, let me know if you've invested in boas now, because we all know the stock's going to go way up now. That- um, I just had a thought. <laughs> what? You know how on Harry's first tour, um, like the, you know, he'd wear like a different like outfit and he and, you know, he'd wear it like he would wear like. <gasps> A suit, and it would be a different yes. color suit. What if on next tour, it's a different color boa every day? That would be so exciting. Like, pattern boas. Like, could you imagine? Yes, glitter boas. Oh, my God. We're definitely going to have to bring boas to a show at some point. Yes. <laughs> like fans are definitely going to be showing up with boas everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, let us know if you buy one. I want to know mm-hmm. the facts. Um, yeah, thanks so much for listening to episode 246 of Talk Direction. You can follow us on Twitter at talk underscore direction. You can email us at talkdirection at gmail.com. You can go to our Instagram, which is just talk direction. And you can follow us individually on Twitter and Instagram. I am at Caitlin I.R. Foster and Caitlin is spelled C-A-I-T-L-I-N. And Lucia, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lucia O spelled L-U-C-C-I-A-O-H. And make sure to head over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash talkdirection, if you want to keep us, hear us keep talking about Harry and the other boys. Again, we're going to be doing a whole bunch of Harry quizzes over there. We've been talking about Zane's feelings about the Grammys. Um, 
what else did we talk about? A whole bunch of random stuff that doesn't make it into this show, um, but it's all pretty much the same. It's just an extension of Talk Direction. Um, and we really appreciate everyone who supports us over there. Um, you can even just do as low as like $2.50 a month and you get two mini episodes of Talk Direction a month. So it's a pretty good deal. And um, the support means we get to go to shows and like buy merch and stuff like that, where then we get to talk about it um, on the podcast. So it all really works out um, well. Yes. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and you can leave a review to help more people discover the show. We recently got a couple of really, really nice reviews, which um, I'm not sure if oh, I showed you them, Lucia. You didn't. Yeah, you should go look at them. They're really sweet. I think this was after, <laughs> back in like December, November, we talked about getting some sad reviews. So <laughs> people listened to us and went and left us really nice reviews. So we should read those at some point. Um, yes on the show maybe but if you want to be included in that go write your own nice review um helps more people discover the show um yeah i'm caitlin and i'm lucia thank you so much for listening we'll see you next time for episode 247 bye bye